And today is going to be a kind of a strange... I don't even want to call it a sermon. Can I, can I just say that I think Father God wants to love on you this morning? And he has given me some things to share about that today. Not that we won't learn anything. Hopefully we'll learn something more about the Father's heart, of course. But this is not really a sermon. I'm going to try to piece together what I said two weeks ago about conspire. Remember, we learned what the word conspire means, to breathe together. Closely. You know, that the word conspire got this bad connotation about plotting secretly and, and doing something devious. And really, that's not what the word was, was meant to portray. It's meant about breathing together. And such the fact that Jesus and his disciples breathed so much on each other that they were able to breathe the gospel to other people. And so that was the intent that God wanted to speak to us for this year. The word for us this year was conspire, to breathe together. And then Tim shared this marvelous word about God being near. You know, the Hebrew word for near is great because it means close enough to touch. Close enough to touch. And not touch like this. So like I'm barely just kind of even making contact with Mike here. But no, touch. I'm, I'm getting close because this is someone I want to I be next to. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to leave this, this presence of this person because it's so important to me, so needed for me. So that the Hebrew word for come near means this proximity, this intimacy. And, of course, we talked about, we went around talking about maybe the, what breathing together meant. And there were so many good things. And Mike, brought, Mike uh, Kimber brought up a point about, you know what, uh, sometimes we're afraid because we might catch something. We might catch something. If we get close enough to breathe on someone, we might catch something. And surely, the gospel is a contagion. It is meant to be spread around. People are meant to catch it and get it. And receive it. And therefore change their outlook towards Father God. See, that's what Jesus came. I come to show you the Father. And that's what the beautiful thing about what we get to do now. We get to breathe on other people. We get to get next to other people and touch them. Draw near to them. What else is God saying in that? There was a scripture that I read today. In Matthew. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, and let's start in verse 18. It says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always. To the end of the age. And it was that phrase. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This was a very strange week of of trying to do sermon prep. Quotations. Trying to do sermon prep. Uh, Some of you might have saw on Facebook, my water pipes were, were frozen. Spent couple of days trying to get them. Thankfully, they got unfrozen last night and, the, and all was good. Uh, some of you don't know. Uh, two of my paychecks were also frozen in a way, too. Two, I have two paychecks that really froze my assets. You know, they, just, they weren't good, in other words. 
So this was a strange week of trying to unfreeze things, trying to, to, to deal with the complexities of what those both things were doing. And I'm saying, Father God, I need to be spending time uh, preparing for Sunday. And he says, I'm preparing you for Sunday. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And in the midst of this time, my wife and I have found this amazing peace during, during this, this time. And it was this whole thing about breathing on each other. We, without even realizing it, we were encouraging each other, reminding each other of the truth of, of, of his promises. There were those, that list of all his promises to all the things that we want freedom in and many, many more. So we were conspiring together, breathing on each other the truth. I was thinking about Tim's message as I was, the, the pipes that were frozen were behind my fireplace downstairs, so I had to build a really, really, really hot fire last night, and hopefully that was going to unfreeze the pipes. And I'm assuming that it worked, but, you know, so I was down there, you know, just praying and, and worshiping and, and thinking, and, and I just, the, that room became so hot. It was 48 degrees at one point, it went up to 65 just for the, that fireplace. I had it smoking. But then I realized that there was the flames were so hot that I couldn't sit in front of it anymore. Yet I was still very, very, very warm. And God was saying, you know, I really want you in front of the fire. And so I kept on going in front of the fire and just getting amazingly hot. And then I would try to back away because it was getting, it was getting too hot. And the guy said, no, I want you in front of the fire. So I would get in front of the fire. You know, and I'm saying, what, what are you doing to me? He goes, this is how close I want you to me. So you sidestep. You don't really leave my presence, but you kind of skirt around me. You kind of just go around the fringes of me at times. And you think that's intimacy, and I'm telling you, it is not intimacy. I want you in front of the fire. I want it to be, you feel so hot that you catch on fire. I want you ablaze with what I place inside of you. So when you breathe on someone, it is not your bad breath that you're breathing on someone. It is my Holy Spirit that makes a difference in their life. So that whole thing about drawing near was very, very significant, about being close, about breathing together. Some of the Father's earliest recorded words were these. It is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for man to be alone. And I believe that it wasn't, he wasn't just talking about making him a mate. I'm talking, it is never good for a man to be alone. We don't do well with being alone as human beings. Yes, I know there's times of solitude that we seek out and we meet God. And we should, you know, if you don't practice this, I encourage you and urge you to find moments of solitude when you're not listening to music, when you're not listening to any kind of device. You're alone with God and you're just listening to him. And that takes going someplace where you can be in solitude. Those are really important. But that's that's, that's a, a, a time of our choosing. But most of us, we don't do well with being alone. Because alone does, aloneness breeds this spirit of insignificance in us. That we are not important and that we're not needed. 
And that's a dangerous thing for a human heart. Because that will do that very thing and cause us to go on to the outskirts of our relationship with Him. That will draw us away from Him instead of drawing us closer to Him. And so I was thinking of all these things sitting in front of the fire last night. I said, okay, okay, what does that mean, though? I understand it to my, my point of view. But it is not good to be alone. It's not good to feel like there's no one breathing with me. You know, people, they, they know my face, but they don't know me. They know what I do, what my talents are, what my abilities are, but they don't know my heart. And see, that's what aloneness does. It starts to isolate us from someone we might be very close to in proximity but we might not really know each other. We might not really understand each other. And then this, this spirit of aloneness will start to pull us away and draw us away from God, from people, from friends, from family. And all of a sudden, we seem very distant. Can someone go to 1 Corinthians 14.26? And just hold your, hold that spot. See, I love that scripture in Matthew because Jesus is reaffirming the Father's statement of, it is not good for man to be alone. And he does it with that, I will be with you. Always. Even unto the end of the age. But he does something also wonderful. He gives the great commission call there about going to all the world and, and, and spreading the gospel. So what is God speaking there? He's, God is speaking need of you. Now, God doesn't really need us, okay? The, the, God's plans cannot be thwarted, okay? It, they just can't. His will will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. But God chooses to need us to do something on this planet. In partnership with us. God answers that spirit of abandonment. That spirit of aloneness. With the fact that is, I want to be with you always. First of all that's his statement. I will be with you always. So I'm already telling you where I want to be. And now I'm also going to tell you what I want you to do. But guess what? I am with you. Well, I'm, I'm not just giving you a mission. And then saying have good luck with it. I'm saying I'm going on. This has been my mission from the very beginning of all time. Is to rescue the human heart back to me. And I'm giving you the same mission. The same privilege. That, that I hold in my heart. For my creation. I am giving you the same, same mission. And I need you to do it. You are needed. There is no one in this room. Or in the room over there. That is insignificant. No one. There is... Value in who you are, first of all. You are created in the image of God. I am created in His image. But Father God says, there is times that we prodigal ourselves away from Him. We walk away from Him. And we, we, we start to identify other things on us. And we start to feel alone. And we start to feel isolated. And we start to... to begin to 
move away from his heart. And we begin to believe the lies that we are insignificant and not needed on this planet. And those are lies. You are needed. You're needed by Father God to do the things that he's asked you to do. If it's to love your wife or love your husband, you're needed. If it's to love your kids, you're needed. And if it's to love your neighbors, we already know that to be true. (laughs) We are to love our neighbors. We are to go out in the world and breathe on people, conspire with the gospel, to draw near to people like God has shown us the example. You are needed. You are not insignificant. Your words, your thoughts, your heart are all needed for the world to know Jesus. There's not one part of you that's not needed. There are doubts that you have about yourself this morning. There are fears that you have about yourself this morning. There might be doubts and fears about the person next to you or or friends or family, countless people that you know. There's nothing insignificant about them either. We've had two family relationships blow up in our face this past month. I mean, totally blow up. Just amazingly catastrophic in in, in in a relational way. Didn't see it coming. Just out of the blue. And my tendency when that happens is to say, well, you're lost. But that's not the Father's heart. The Father's heart is one of reconciliation and one one of redemption. How that process looks in 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 the midst of that kind of thing, I haven't figured out yet. But God will help me conspire. He will help me draw near. Because he's always with us. So wherever we go into whatever situation, to whatever relationship that we have, we go with the Father. We go with him. And he goes with us. And there is redemption in his heart. And there is redemption in his words. There is reconciliation in the spirit that he has placed inside of us. Who's got that verse? And have you got that verse? Would you read it? Nice and loud. Yep. <clears throat> well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation. God has given one who will speak in tongues and another who will interpret what I said, but everything that is done You're needed here as well. The last thing I want to do every Sunday is come up here and say something. I love to talk. You know this by now. If you know me, you know I love to talk. And I certainly enjoy being able to share a sermon or to share my heart with you. And I will always share my heart with you. I promise that. I will be as real as I can possibly be every Sunday, every time you meet me on the street or for coffee, whatever it is. I will always be real with you. But I don't want to be the person up here every Sunday. It's not good for you. It's just not. 
There are people in this room who can teach. And you don't even have to get up here to do it. That scripture says that we need to come together. And the gifts that God has given us, I need from you. I need it. I desperately need to hear from you. Whatever your giftings are. Father God, I believe, is saying, you know, read my word. Read this, this scripture and, and pray about how God would love you to release your gift here. Certainly out there. And I'm, we need to, again, we need to do ministry out there. That's where, that's where we're supposed to minister. But we're also supposed to minister here to each, each other. Let every part supply. We know those things. I'm just, I'm expressing something about what I feel like Father God wants to say. And, and it's something what I, I need as, as, as your pastor. I need you. I need to know that you will rise up and use your gifts. And I will do everything I possibly can to help you do that. The leadership is, will do everything is possible to help you use that gift. To, to find out that gift. Maybe you need just some prayer. And you just needed to have someone come and release that gift in you and just allow the Holy Spirit to teach you what that is. But that is part of the way that we need to conspire together. To breathe on each other. Some of you have already done it. Some of you have stepped out in faith. We have someone that's going to be leading worship very soon that hasn't led worship in a while, and at least not here. And that's going to be a wonderful thing, but that's... That's the kind of thing I, I want. I would, the leadership would want. None of us want to be the ones that are always up here talking, 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 talking. You have so much to share. You have so much to give. And you might be frightened to say, oh, I can't get up here and I can't prepare a sermon. Well, I'd be surprised at what you can do when the Holy Spirit's in charge. I want to draw near to you as, as a friend, as a person, uh, as a joint follower of Jesus Christ. Because that's really what we are. There, are. there are things about God that you know that I don't. That I need to know from my own heart. They just are. And it might come out in a song. It might come out in a prayer. You know, uh, the worship leaders always try to give an opportunity to share your heart. Or to share a prayer request or to share something that God has taught you. That is one of the moments that you have. Can I read that scripture? And, and next Sunday. And the Sunday after that. And the Sunday after that. Have God the week prior start to speak to your heart. And, and be bold about sharing it. Will mistakes be made? Well, I don't know if you can qualify them as mistakes. But I think that's what everyone's afraid of. I'm going to say something silly. I'm going to say something whatever. I say things silly all the time up here. And you guys still have me back. <laughs> you used to me? Yeah. yeah. Father God wants us to stay in front of the fire. Oh, it's going to get hot. Because it needs to be. See, there was things that Father God wanted to purge from me. Some attitudes that had crept in. Some things that you know, I wasn't attending to because I was 
I was alone. I didn't realize I was alone. But I was. In my spirit, there was, there was something that went prodigal on the Father for a while. And so sometimes we have to get in front of the fire and let Him just burn stuff off of us. And purge us. And bring all that dross up to the top so He can skim it off. And let us be refined in a wonderful, wonderful way. But the encouragement, the encouragement that I really feel the Father God is saying that is you, He doesn't want you to feel like you're not needed. He wants you to know that there's nothing, absolutely nothing insignificant about you today. And guess what? There won't be anything insignificant about you tomorrow either. Oh, you have doubts and you have worries and you have concerns and none of that changes the Father's opinion about that. You are needed. And you are needed mostly just because of who you are. Not your gifts, not your talents, not your abilities, not your money, not your time, not your service. You are needed just because He made you who you are. You're needed. You are precious to the Father's heart. There's enough out in the world. You walk out that door tomorrow, someone's going to tell you that you're insignificant. My bank account is telling me right, right, right now that I am insignificant in their eyes. You know? It is very good that the bank does not have the last word on my significance. Because even if I had a million dollars in that bank account, it wouldn't make me any more significant. Ah, he does. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We have been redeemed by a God who loves us desperately. We have been called sons and daughters because of His great love towards us. Nothing in the world changes those definitions of who we are. What we succeed at, what we fail at, doesn't have any effect on it. Not in His eyes. Whether or not my pipes are frozen or they flow, as free as they were designed to be. It doesn't matter what he says matters. Now that's difficult. Because like I said, we'll walk out Monday morning. There's going to be lots of things that's going to try to change that viewpoint in our eyes. We need to stay in front of the fire. We need to stay in front of the fire. We need to be able to conspire with one another to say, I need prayer. I just need prayer. We need to be willing to go up to someone and be really close, close enough to touch. Even though we might not want to. We need it. I need it. I need to know that I'm significant today. I need to know that I'm needed today. Not because of some weak part of my life that's, you know, all messed up. No. It's, a, it's, it's in there. That's one of the things that draws us to Father God's heart. Just, 
it's okay. There's nothing. We sometimes let that thought that, oh, wow, I don't want to be needed because that just shows that I'm weak. Well, you know what? I like being weak. Because when I'm weak, he is strong. You see what's being formed on our carpet right now? There's a heart on our carpet. That heart's been there. When, usually when someone vacuums about this time, the heart shows up. You know where it's coming from? This break in the glass. That doesn't look like a heart shape. That's producing a heart. And that heart shape will get clearer as the sun comes through. Look, it's, it's just a reflection on the carpet. I don't want to make a, you know, a huge spiritual moment out of this. But, but my heart's like that sometimes. And God does that to it. God restores it. Father's love is so great. You are needed this morning. In the grand cosmic design of the universe, you are needed. If you were not needed, you would not be here. You'd be with the Father already. But you're needed. Your impact on your family's life, on your friend's life, on wherever you go, is needed. That's why you're here. You're a needed individual. You're an important individual. And God desperately wants you to spread the word about His Son to every place you go. He wants me to do the same thing. So we need to remember that that we need to conspire together. We need to breathe on each other. We need to know and realize and, and remember that God is near. And that Jesus said, I am with you always, even unto the age. We're going to start a series very soon called Walking the Talk. Well, we hope to explore everything that we need to do in order to spread the gospel. Walk the talk. What we say we believe. Most of us here have been mature Christians. We've been walking with Jesus for a while. God's going to change the way we walk a little bit in there. He's going to disturb some things. He's going to wake up some things. He's going to put us in front of the fire until we really cook. I really believe it in this series. And and this is a series that's probably going to last a long time. And there's going to be different people up here teaching it. Maybe one of you. First of all, I need to break. (laughs) And you need to hear from each other. We need to hear your hearts. It might be it might be all kinds of different ways we we explore this, but we're gonna we're gonna explore this. We're gonna try to equip each other and to go outside those doors and breathe on people, conspire with the gospel to tell people that God is not this distant entity, that He is intimately a Father, and to remind them that Jesus came to show us the Father and also to promise that He is with us always. So there isn't any experience, any circumstance, anything that we're going through that God is not part of. That God does not hold us. If people hear the truth of that, they become free. And they become free to accept the Messiah as their own. 
Amen. I'm not saying that we we might make that noise. We just might be grunting a little bit. But you know what? We're going to do some heavy lifting. We're going to. But I think in all that, God's going to free us even further. So I guess the question is. Think of the thing that when God asks you to do something. What is your first response? You don't have to tell me, but just think about that. When God, when you know you're hearing the voice of God asking you to do something, what is your first response? And whatever that first response is, does it need to change? Only you and the Father can answer that together. That's your homework. Because God is going to begin to ask you to do stuff that you have never done before. To stretch you beyond your comfort zone. Because in order to conspire on people, in order to breathe on people, you have to kind of be with people. You can't breathe long distance. Even I'm not that long, you know, I try to be, but I am not a long-distance breather. Does this make sense? Is this something resonating in your heart today? You can say no. That would be okay. You know. I know this is a little unusual. That's me. I just don't want you to go away today thinking that you're not needed. Oh, man. Don't believe that one. Just don't believe that one. Do whatever you can to rid that from yourself. That is not from God. You are needed. You are important. You are valuable. And you're huge in the Father's plan for this world. That's just the truth. That is the absolute truth. And whatever you have to wrestle with in order to to embrace that. Mike and I will be up here praying for you if you need it. But please, if there are people next to you, you can breathe with them. You know, you say, you know what? Something came to my mind, and I don't want to walk through those doors or through those doors until I confess. Someone to say, hey, I need prayer for this. And minister to each other. You guys have been so good about that. Yeah, Sunday after Sunday, we see people praying with each other and encouraging each other. Man, that's great. Breathing on each other, that's wonderful. But let's not leave today. If we're feeling that we're not needed, that we're insignificant, let's not leave today with those thoughts. Let's just not go anyplace. Let's not go any further with those thoughts captured in our head. I'm not saying you'll never think about it again, but let's say, hey, no, I recognize that this is an issue. Let's deal with it. Let us be free of it. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you.
for your great love and your mercy towards us that you are willing to bring us in front of your fire. You're, 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 you're ready to, to, to burn away to dross. So, Father, we, we surrender ourselves to you and we say, yes, yes, Father, we need it. We need it. And we need you. We need you in every way imaginable. Father, help us to deal with these thoughts of insignificance and, and this feeling of not being needed. And let us, we cast these things on the throne of your, and on your altar and we say, burn these things up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Father, I pray for a release for us. I pray that you will come by your Holy Spirit, by your might and your power, and that you will bring into the light the things that need to be brought into the light. And that you would help us surrender more to you, to your will, and to your plans, to your desires. And that we will begin to believe the truth in what you say about us, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We thank you for this. We thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.